Our speaker today is a dear friend. He's also a member of our board of directors. Uh, he and his wife, Natalie, are with us. Uh, they are responsible, largely in part, for the launch of our Atlanta campus. We meet at a facility that they own, and uh, so that's where our church is. And uh, over the years, we've grown very close together. But he has a powerful message of a revelation that God shared with him as he went through some stuff. How many of you know that sometimes when you go through, that's when the greatest revelation comes into your life, if you stay open as you're going through? And it's all about, um, well, I'll let him share it. It's called God Cures and How God Can Not Just Heal You, But Cure You. Would you welcome my dear friend, Damon Demas. Well, we were friends until he decided to wear that jersey. Some people just like to rub it in. You know what I mean? No, I'm kidding. I actually was with him last night by text as I was biting my nails in those last two minutes. So good to be here. Um, Let me say it's an honor to be here, and it's a privilege. And uh, I'm just going to talk to you as home folk. Can I do that? Because I am a member of the church. Amen. I'm from Atlanta, so I'm from your branch there. And I am very excited about what we're doing to take the ground for Jesus. Can someone say amen to that? They they told me that I needed to stay between these two speakers, which is going to be really tough for me to do. And my wife told me, don't move so much. So I'm going to work my best to be dignified and not move too much. How many were here last night? Welcome back. How many were in the first service? Excellent. So we got a lot of people who were not here last night or this morning. And I want to tell you that uh, my talk today is a, I'm going to call it a 10,000 foot view about how God, the creator of all that we see, all, all that we smell, uh, all that we hear, the, the potter who shapes us his clay is and will always be our, our source of, of healing. So I want to say that I'm going to take a 10,000-foot view covering about a 285-page book, which the publishers actually carved down from over 350. It's called God Cures. It's here for you. I would invite you to get it. Um, I think we've run out of books. You can get it online. Um, But I really want to get it to you, not so I can get something from you, but we're only going to scratch the surface today. And I can tell you that the revelation that God has given uh, me and a whole group of people that were associated and with me on this journey to include your pastor, who I thank for the privilege to be here, and motivated me to write this book and helped me fill in some gaps And we did not talk about the series that's coming. And the series that's coming is actually going to, is going to give you some, some steps that you're going to need. We're only, we're only leaping in today to set the course for what I believe will be the greatest year of your life, 2019. Um, but I want to say that I believe in supernatural healing. Number one, we're going to talk about the body. 
We're going to talk about sickness and disease. We're going to talk about how to walk through it and overcome it and stomp it out. But I want to say as a disclaimer before we get in, because you don't know me, that I believe in supernatural healing. I believe that right now this morning, if you face anything in a snap, quicker than a snap, by declaration of our words and and belief that God has the power because he does to heal you miraculously. And when I say healing, I mean not just your body, but your finances, your relationships, whatever's going on in your world that you're facing, he has the power in an instant. We've forgotten that. So while we're going to walk through some practical steps, because I'm going to reveal to you something that is going to absolutely blow your mind about what science and physics has done to prove that there is, an, and there is a God. And our understanding how he made you and how we can tap into the revelation that I received can change you. Something amazing is going to happen. But that does not take away from without the book. God can do what he and only he can do. Say amen to that. So we're going we're gonna to dive into some stuff today that does not replace the amazing God that we serve. But you don't know me. I'm Damon Davis. And they call me the TV whisperer. What in the world does that mean? Well, once upon a time, my job was to size you up. Not in terms of how you look. That was important. You look about 40 plus, certain height. Looking at the gentleman, by the way, because you look less than 30. And seem to be fit and seem to probably like swinging a golf club. And I would look over here and I'd say, you look like a Betty Crocker wannabe. And I'd say, you're the 25 plus demo and you look like some hair extensions would really do the trick. My job, the TV whisperer, in a world called direct response was to look at data. And by that data... Take a product that you did not need and figure out how to get your felt needs switched on and move you to say, yes, please send me that George Foreman grill because I want to cook some chicken and knock out the fat. I was the guy that would get you buying a fitness machine with these elastic bands for $2,000 because if you bought it, You're going to look better than you ever have in your life. Juice man. Little lures with a banjo name that could help you catch the biggest fish you've ever caught in your life. And how about my chicken machine that will spin rotisserie like you've never seen and in 12 minutes do better than you could do in your own oven. And right about the time you were ready to buy, because I kept you dialed in, you couldn't move off your seat. You were going to be prettier than you ever were before, taller than you could ever possibly be. You stopped growing 20 years ago, but my little pill will do something amazing. You couldn't move off the end of your seat, and right about the time you thought it was okay to go back into the water, I'd hit you with one of these little numbers. 
But wait, there's more. I'm the guy you can blame for that. By the way, I'm going to keep to my time. I tell this joke every single time because somehow I believe if I keep telling the joke, I will stay within time, which is blessed are those that are short-winded. They will be invited back. So, Pastor, I want you to stand up and shout, my brother, if I go too long today. But there's so much to unpack. And back to the TV whisperer, I was selling people stuff they didn't need. And I did okay, this seven-generation pastor's kid who dropped out of high school in his 12th year, whose parents split when he was very small and was raised by an alcoholic man that used to beat him in a boiler room every day. This kid who was the recipe for disaster, who didn't stand a chance to be successful, but somehow buried down deep in DNA was something that we can't explain. The world can't explain how great you are. Nobody knows but he who created you, young or old, which is just a number. Because whether 5 or 85, one single big move of God can swing the kind of doors that have the kind of impact in the world can set everything in orbit. But nobody knows how powerful you are. The painter that is in you. The designer, the inventor. The song that you've written and never sang. Only the shower walls have heard it. But you sound like a mockingbird. If we only had the guts to open up and let the world see what's inside. The dancer. The business owner. The most amazing mother or father imaginable. But we can't find love or connect to love. We walk in fear and trepidation. And we're hanging on to yesterday's struggle and and, and mistakes and shame and guilt. And yes, we believe in God's grace. And yes, we come here and shout and believe in the finished work of Jesus. But at the end of the day in the lonely night of the soul, when it's just you and the darkness to keep you company, and when you're being very transparent for yourself... We are still five years old, scared to death to face the world, and don't know who we are. And we are living an altered version of ourselves. So we make a New Year's resolution, and we say it's going to be something different, but we find ourselves either not stepping forward into God's call, though we are, faith church, come on, destined to win, and slide back into a life of mediocrity what do you mean hold on now tv whisperer you want to sell me anything i don't need because i got it set i'm driving the right car i'm living in the right house got enough money i worked hard i went to school i'm not sick but are we and this is the question we're going to spotlight today are we living the life that God wrote into your DNA. The question, why am I here? What was I purposed to do? Do you know when we find that place, the world has yet to see the evidence of how great you really are. 
My message to the young people today is that what you're going to hear about is going to be a road sign of a direction to go. And for those of us who have been on the road traveling for a little bit, I'm going to put up another sign that says, let's go this way. And for those of you who think you've gotten to the end of the road, ain't no signs left, I beg your pardon. In an instant, one big move is a hinge to swing the biggest door imaginable. Because at the end of the day, the only reason that we are here, this way station to glory, is to have the impact on planet Earth that God called us to have. But for many of you, what you're facing right now this morning, after my Braveheart speech about how awesome you are, is the same thing I was facing. At the top of a hill with a successful business, married with kids, money to burn, defied all of the odds that I could have ever achieved that with the background I had, just drive to do it. And I was miserable, unhappy, stressed out. My oldest girl at the time was 10. I barely knew her name. And my wife and I were facing divorce court almost every other day. Thank God for his grace. I realized I was selling stuff to people to change them from the inside out rather than what God wants to do, which is change us from the inside out. And I was lucky. I got really sick. What are you talking about? You know, the tragedies in our life that we faced in the struggle in the last year and every year before that, no matter how far down you are, we ask two questions. Why me? Or why this? Do you know that the why me question is the first place we go? Statistically, over 75% people ask why me, which made it very easy for me to sell you something you didn't need. But the why me places us into this, what did I do to deserve this? The why me puts us into this place where we forget who we are. That I'm better than this. God did create me to walk out my destiny. I am destined to win. And the why me has us put on our clothes of sickness and disease or failure. We settle into complacency and we begin to accept the new normal. The altered version of you. The other path that I'm challenging us today to face, and by the way, some good news is coming. We're going to hit some science. I'm going to lift the lid on some stuff, but we're going to hit some good news. The second path, the why this, is a question that I want to challenge you to, to, to think about for just a moment, that while God can supernaturally hear, heal you, he wants to teach you something. And when I reveal to you what we've learned, you're going to understand the why. He wants to teach us something. See, God wants to make you whole. He wants to eradicate everything out of your life and get into your life what is necessary for you to begin walking out the life that he intended for you, not what the world has created for you. And it is not what mama said you were to be or daddy. We thank our generations for their influence and their calling, but they do not call us. 
And we thank our friends in social media and television and the schools and our professors and our friends that tell us the path to go. But that is not our source. And when I say I got lucky or thank God I got sick is because some of us have to be brought to our knees to surrender our will to let God show us the what he's trying to do in our life so that we can avoid ever going there again. Now there's a great, exciting, inspirational and motivating statement right there, which is that it's never too late. While there's breath, there is hope, which means that by the sheer fact that you are here this morning, God's got something for you. So, If we understand how we got here, which is not to dwell on the past, but to look at it objectively. And now today, scientifically, and understand what to not do again, I can tell you that you will be setting a pathway for victory and barricades and borders and parameters to protect what you have maybe never understood because our someone didn't validate. And we didn't understand it because we weren't in the word that you are so valuable. And what you have to do in 2019 is going to set the world and your business and your relationship and your finances on absolute fire. And in this mission of this church to reach the globe, Atlanta is going to explode. I declare it. Every campus is going to explode. We're going to plant more churches. We got a work to do. And the most important part of humanity, and it begins right here this morning. I was surrendered now. I was sick. I was diseased. I woke up one morning and I couldn't move. I couldn't close my hands. I had a low-grade temperature. I had water coming out of my eyes. I stepped on the floor. I could barely walk. It felt like going through walking on glass. About 30 to 45 minutes after that subsided, I pulled myself together and I went back to work. Men don't go to the doctor. We feel it's a sign of weakness. We're also just like some people who are afraid to go. I don't want bad news. I went back to work. I said, it too shall pass. It did not. It got worse. I found myself in a hospital, and I found myself in a waiting room, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, I'm the only guy in here without white hair. There's rollers. There's walkers. How did I end up here? Ever asked yourself that question? How did I end up here? This isn't the job I wanted. This isn't the relationship I wanted. I remember when I was young, I wanted to be something great when I grew up. How did I end up here? Ever ask yourself that question? Kind of sad we get to that point, and that's when we ask the question, how did we end up here? And they told me, after blood work and a diagnosis and medicine, put me on methotrexate, cancer drug, that I had an incurable, aggressive, acute autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and Dupturian's disease in my hand. And oh, by the way, we will give you a little bonus. Oh, wait, and there's more. You got a thyroid problem, and it's the one you don't want. You're going to gain some weight, and you're not too tall, so you're in trouble. I'm like... What in the world? 
dude, I got stuff to do. I got bills to pay and barns to build. And oh, I was depressed. I went and put my death clothes on. I really did. I went. I, in fact, I went home and wrote a book, How to Survive with HR with with, with RA. I mean, I, I accepted it. Anybody got you got me? I accepted it. This is the new me. It's got a name. I possess the name. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. God took me somewhere. And again, your sickness might be something different. Your sickness this morning and disease might be something different. And if you're saying, well, eh, I can't relate. Sickness and disease. I got a very interesting thing to tell you. Statistically, I asked in one of the Saturday night, raise your hand if you got something going on. Don't ever, t- don't ever do that. Who in the world is going to raise their hand and say, I got something going on? What was I thinking? I should have just given the statistic that 171 million people in America have sickness and disease. So what? Out of 324 million, that's over half. That means that the person sitting beside you, if we follow the statistics, is likely diagnosed with some sickness or some disease. Those are the statistics. It's real. We didn't ask for it. But it has its place this morning. Now, accepting it was not where God wanted me to be. Understanding it is where I needed to live. And God took me to a very interesting place. He said, I need you to look further. I need you to look further than the bill problem. I need you to look further than the marriage problem. I need you to look further than the relationship problem, the job problem, the legal problem. I need you to look further than the business that is failing for a moment. I need you to look further than what plagued you and train wrecked you last week. I need you to look further, Damon Davis. I need you to look further into what's really going on. And he took me to Genesis. Strangest thing in the world. You've heard people say, God spoke to me and had this conversation with the Lord. I used to think those kinds of people were wacky. But when I tell you that I had this in my spirit download like some voice outside my head, not audible, but just like, go further and go to Eden. Genesis, I'm telling you, it was that profound to me. And I said, okay. He said, I want to show you creation. So here we are with Adam and Eve and they're in the garden and it's a perfect place and there's a tree of life and that's what they're connected to. We got this man who's living in perfect paradise and no, go further, go further. It hit me and I look at this word Genesis and I look at the four letters that spell gene. Now, I'm not a scientist. Remember, I'm like selling you stuff. And I'm, I'm in now scientific class that I did, I was bad at in school God taking me on a journey for 10 years. You want to talk about how long sometimes things can last? The answer is until we learn them. 
And by the way, you're going to learn quick. You don't need 10 years. Maybe some of you have been on that path longer than me. We arrive into the ending point today and the series that's coming from our pastor. But for 10 years, I went on a journey where he put me in front of some powerful people. And what was amazing was that when he brought me to my knees and I surrendered to God, the TV whisperer changed into helping whisper TV to a different audience, selling a different product that would change people from the inside out. And today I stand before you, not a guy in charge of a media company for infomercial products. We still have a huge secular division of our company, Davis Media. But I now work for a company that, I, that, that I'm its founder, president, and CEO, and praise God, chief bottle washer. I take the trash out, but my favorite job now is I work with 114 pastors. And what I do is I help get the truth that transforms out to the world. So over a 10-year journey while I am sick, but now aligned to the right source, I'm now writing scripts and producing programming for Joel Osteen, Pastor Benny Hinn, Dr. Creflo Dollar, Dr. Bill Winston, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Make the list. Great minds. Spiritual authority. People who could show me where to go. Our pastor who could help me understand some stuff. And the most celebrated doctors and scientists and physicists in conventional and integrated nutrition across the world. And when I say that I discovered the gene in a very unique way and how we are made and why I say to you, you are so powerfully and wonderfully made, listen to what I'm going to tell you. If I were to stand up the tallest man in the room, we would probably see if he's about six foot three or six foot four, the length of a DNA strand. We've all heard the term. On that DNA are your genes. What are they? Y'all know. Color of your hair, color of your eyes. Your hands look like mamas, your feet look like daddies. Maybe grandma, maybe grandpa. Genes are the expression of heredity. And those genes are inside cells. And you have trillions of them. You have over multiple trillion cells in your body. And inside all of those cells, probably over 20 million strands of DNA. Not trying to bore you. I want to establish that inside you are so many cells with so much DNA that is, has the encoding from your genes how you are going to turn out, what you are going to look like, And in some cases, what your personality might be, so much so, those cells and that DNA, that if I had you, the tallest person, stand up and say, start counting while I'm preaching, it would be your great, 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 four generations later, that would arrive at the end count of the number of cells in your body. What's your point? My point is, is that on those DNA strands, those genes wrapped with the DNA like spools, 
is the encoding of way beyond what you look like. When the Bible says that God knew us in the womb, when he says that he had a purpose for you, we know, listen to me, come blow your mind. We know scientifically that there is a roadmap of your purpose and destiny written there. I'm going to tell you how we know. And it's going to get crazy. On that spool are two chemical markers that God shows me in creation. He took me there. Meaning, go back, Damon, to where it all began. Let's build it back from there. You want to know how you got here and why we're here? Let's go back to how I intended it. And on these spools are markers that turn on. They are switches that turn on the expression of what is encoded in your genes. And they turn off what should not be expressed. So God said, I got your attention now. Study. So I studied. I went across the world. Ten years. I went to countries that I probably would have never visited. I talked to the the most brilliant, sharpest minds. I lifted the lid. And the revelation that I got is, in fact, supported by science. So much so that we discover there's this thing called to nurture or nature you. That we are all raised by the principles of nurturing and naturing. If I were to ask pastor to stand up, I did in the last service, and I said, here's my twin brother. Now, he's taller than me. I'm better looking. I'm also funnier. (laughs) Had to get best for that shirt. If I were to have him stand up, identical twins. Anyone have identical twins in here? (laughs) You know, identical twins from the same DNA have a lot in common. Scientifically, science proves that identical twins are the best case study to talk about what I'm about to tell you is proven in a laboratory with mice, which is that two children, me and my twin brother raised in the same home with mom and dad, If we're raised in the same home by mom and dad with the same DNA and have the same nurturing and if we are surrounded by the same nature, the environment, toxins, kind of carpet in the house, cleaning solutions mom uses. If we have the same nature influence and nurture influence, you can pretty much count on that he and I are going to turn out just alike. But science now over the course of 50 plus years since they discovered longer than that, over 70 years that they discovered DNA, found themselves over 70 years now profiling identical twins that for some reason were separated. Nature was their influence. Same DNA. They came from the same place. And yet, he was with dad and I'm with mom. Daddy was a good guy, took him to church. Kept things on the chill. No stress, no anxiety. Fed him good food. I end up with mom and she marries an alcoholic who beat me in the basement every day. And I don't go to church. I have no understanding of spirituality. I'm not connected to God at all. You're tracking. And we got a stressful life. 
Mom's unhappy all the time. She comes home. We survived the divorce, which was bad enough. Now I'm in an environment where I'm stressed out. I am surrounded by chaos. I am surrounded by fighting. I'm going to take you back to year zero to five, regardless of whether you're an identical twin or not. And I want you to follow something with me. Think about the amount of stress and anxiety and worry and struggle and shame and guilt that you have had in your lifetime. Think about the fights that you had that were so bad you could barely see straight. Think about the time that your blood pressure was raised because you got too serious about something and had to give someone a piece of your mind. Think about what you've been through. Stress, anxiety, worry, things that contributed, yes, to low self-esteem and lack of confidence and a whole host of problems. Emotional problems, relationship problems, can't keep a job, can't get a job. The chaos that is created. And way beyond that, what you didn't know is that all of whatever happened from zero to five are the most important years. And from zero to five, he got what he needed and I didn't. And one day we meet up. How you doing? Bro, hadn't seen you in a while. You're doing great. I got cancer. You're doing great. I got an autoimmune disease. You're doing great. I can't. And I make the list. Where are you going? Same DNA, identical twins, different nurturing, different experiences. And what happened? What happened was science shows us we have turned on a switch that is expressed from your gene Sickness and disease. For the half the room that's sick or diseased, that's what happened to you. It wasn't just your lifestyle. The medical establishment is not designed to cure anything. They're chasing cures. I love doctors. I have a whole board of them in my nonprofit organization that lobbies at a state and federal level about health and nutrition and integrated wellness. That's my calling today. But the medical establishment is comprised of insurance providers that are raking in trillions and pharmaceutical companies that are raking in trillions and doctors, if you've seen one, who can't spend more than 15 minutes with you while you go on the rabbit trail to chase your diagnosis. Blood work, tell me what I got. Don't know, go back put you on medication, and they're not feeding you primary food. They're feeding you secondary food. Secondary food is giving you something to sustain you. Primary is our pastor saying, let's stop the train for a moment. How did we get here? You're missing love. You're missing this. You're missing that. We don't know God. He's not your center. You tracking with me? So what happened was, I didn't get what my brother got. And I have triggered through a term called epigenetics. It's the third thing we've discovered. It's not just nature and nurturing that make you who you are. It's not just nature and nurturing that created who you are. There is some 
liberty this morning to understand that some of the stuff you can't explain about your personality and some of the stuff that you feel like is out of your control and some of the stuff that's going on in your body is because there's a third element at play and it's called epigenetics and it's scientifically proven and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of case studies that are demonstrating that if we can turn on the switch, I ask myself the obvious, could we turn it off? And then something got really interesting. As I studied the two mice that have the goody gene, two ordinary mice, just like me and my ordinary twin. And these two ordinary mice, study after study after study, peer-reviewed and published, went through the same thing. And in their zero to five-year span, One received nurturing and nature, the other the opposite. One developed cancer, was fat, obese, the other was thin, was in perfect health. And I said, wait a minute. We have got scientific evidence that something has happened and God stopped me. Now I got your attention. Let's go back to Eden. Because we're going to find there which I talk about in the book, how we turn off those genes of expression. And why is that so important? Because what we have found in the epigenetic journey is that it's not just sickness and disease that's triggered and passed along. Do you know what happened in Eden? God created triune man in the image of a triune God. Three parts you, spirit, soul, and body. When God said that he knew you before you came along and he has destiny written on your heart and he's got a purpose and a plan for you, it means that he wrote on that DNA the code about where you're going and who you were supposed to be. And God said, look what happened in Eden. The tree of life. Symbolically speaking, Adam and Eve were totally dependent on God. Just like we're supposed to be. Just like I had hoped we had been raised to be, and some of us were. Just like we wished we had stayed in, total dependence on God. But the enemy saw something. In that creation experience. He can't create. He can't engineer any creation. John 10.10 says. I have come to give you life. And it more abundantly. What does it say? And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give you life. Right? The enemy can't create anything. All he can do is mess up what God created. How did he do it? He did it there. He said to triune men whose spirit was connected to God and whose spirit governing its soul, the seat of your affections, your will, your wants, your desires, embodying the temple of the Holy Spirit was in the perfect order. Adam wasn't missing anything. He had it all. And Satan said, look over there. 
the same place we've been looking. We look at the cars we drive and the house that we're in and we look at the job that we have and the career and we look at all of the things that social media and television told us and that I told you you needed to live the happy life and to live the God-filled life. We said the tree of life is not there feeding your spirit. The tree of life is to feed your soul. In fact, your soul needs to lead because if your soul's leading, you can have the life that you deserve. And all those things are awesome. All those things are great to have that I believe as tools and weapons to advance the kingdom. But they do not define you. They do not make you. And they do not get you happy. And they most certainly do not give you joy. Happiness is based upon circumstance. You're driving down the road and the windows are down and the sun's shining and suddenly the storm comes and you're unhappy. Joy is based in an immovable, unchangeable God. And so Adam looks away to the world, to a different source. And so have we. And he moved out of alignment. Suddenly his soul was raging and the spirit is disconnected from God. And now suddenly epigenetics are at play. When we move out of alignment scientifically, when we move out of alignment and we open ourselves up to stress and worry and anxiety and guilt and shame, all of those things that do not exist when you're focused on and plugged into the source, when you are declaring words of victory, when you are renewing your mind on God's word, right? When you are meditating on things from above, when you have a problem and you go to the king, when you rest back and say, God, you got this. I don't need to control it. All of these things that the world teaches us not to do, they say self-help is how you fix it. You cannot help yourself the way the world says we should. You must help yourself the way God says works. And in doing so, we can move from misalignment to alignment. Out of alignment, you're triggering expression in your genes. Watch, I'm wrapping it up. You're triggering expression in your genes that do this. It is not only disease that you are triggering. Because we can reverse that. I talk about a diet in the book. I talk about lifestyle in the book. I talk about getting into alignment of the book that can literally realign you. And in 21 days, and then following what pastor is going to teach, you can reverse and regenerate what has gone on in your body. They have scientifically proven it. But beyond the body, it wasn't the devil's plan to give a rip about your body. He wasn't after your body. What he was after was what God placed in your genes. Watch me. They have taken epigenetics genetics further now. They said, what is this? How are you an alcoholic? Your parents weren't. You didn't nurture it. You didn't nature it. But you didn't just like drink. You became an alcoholic. And you became an alcoholic after your third drink. Pornography, adultery, gambling problems, 
nearly all addictions that are spontaneous ones or developed ones can be traced back. They're finding to somewhere. We are finding people that got something that has been triggered in their genes that came from four generations ago. So the devil's like this. If, and they don't know how it got there. We do now. I could imagine Satan in in the garden saying, you know, if I can get man misaligned, if I can mess up God's creation, we will trigger these anchors that switch on and switch off at the perfect time what God wrote in their code. And if I can get into their bloodline, If I can get mama or grandma or great-grandpa to look away, have gene expression, then I will see instead of your destiny being fulfilled in your life, it will be replaced with chaos and confusion and everything else that you've walked through and beat yourself up about. And again, Satan just says, I don't have to work that hard. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to trigger some genes. And instead of expressing what God wants to express, I'm going to flip on the switch of your demise. And the only thing I'm looking for is to shorten your life. And if you end this life, like Miles Monroe said, then we will find the graveyard to be the richest place in the world. We will find songs songs unsung, paintings unpainted, businesses unbuilt, churches that never got started. Every idea and dream that you had when you said, when I grew up, I want to be. But when we grew up, it wasn't to be what the world said. It was to be what God wanted to express through you. When I tell you that what I'm telling you is confounding the reasoning of conventional medicine, look it up. When I tell you that what I'm telling you is factual and that university after university and scientist after scientist is finding to be true, look it up. When I tell you that God gave me a revelation and I went on a world quest to find it, And then to find me, find that science is confirming what God said. I sat back and said, Lord, this is not for me. It's way beyond me. And if I have to be sick and diseased and walk it out so I can feel for you greater than I would ever have felt for you if I had the perfect life. If I had not been ripped out of my place of comfort and reminded of my need to surrender. And to recognize what is happening at our gene level then I could not be here today to say to you, you've had some stuff switched on in your genes that by God and his grace and power, we can switch off. And it can happen starting in the very next series. You've got to be here. Because what pastor's going to show you, and I talk about in the book, is that we can get into a co-creative, cooperative state with God to regenerate our life. I am telling you, you can turn off and turn on the expression of code, 
that was written for you to go conquer the greatest mountain in the world. Whatever you have purposed and dreamed to do, and it doesn't matter, again, how young you are, follow the road signs. Set yourself upright. Be the greatest name that ever hit Christianity and do something for the kingdom like we wished we would have done. Or you've got the next five years to make the greatest mark you could make. Jesus spent his entire life getting ready for ministry. And what did he accomplish in the last three years on planet earth? We are going to purpose this year in 2019 to get our head wrapped around a very serious understanding of the seriousness of the season that we are in. We are going to hold on to hope and faith and believe in the miraculous healing power of God. But I want you to be a small hinge to swing a big door. I want to turn off the stuff that's plaguing you. And I want to turn on that code to be unleashed in the world so that we can do what God has called us to do. This seven generation pastor's kid is now carrying the Bible of his father. Died at 57, his father before him 57, his father before him at 57. And when I've traced back my genetic code and I've looked and asked questions about what existed in my parents' life, I now understand why I struggle. But the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He has no control over you. He cannot see your future. He can only see your past. And our future is not defined by our past. And it is not about making a New Year's resolution. We are going to make a New Year's revolution. We are going to switch on what God wants in our lives, switch off what he doesn't want. And we're going to live our dream. We're going to live our dream. And oh, by the way, hair dye works. I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm going to go out and share this word. And I'm going to tell everybody it's not too late. You know what I did? And I'm going to shut up and let Pastor have this mic and let y'all go enjoy your Sunday. You know what I said? I said, I'm going to, you know what? I can sing somebody. I'm going to start me a rock band for Jesus. So I did. I grew my hair out, whatever's there. I formed me a band. You think I'm joking? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen. It sounds crazy. Be crazy. It sounds over the top. Be outrageous for Jesus. You start dreaming today. Nothing can stand in the way of of you but you. He already told you what you were going to be. You just don't know what it is. And I called pastor and I said, pastor, I got a revelation. I told him, he said, man, you got to write a book. I didn't write, bro. And one night we're sitting at the dinner table. He comes to Atlanta and we're talking about the church. And he said, I got something for you. What's that? He said, I wrote you a song. And the song is titled, Never Too Late. I want to encourage you again. By the sheer fact that you're here and breathing, there is hope. 